Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. If you have never prayerfully read the account of the Lord's crucifixion in the Gospel records, we sincerely hope that you will. There never was a story like it. Calvary is the focal point of all history. It's the reason that the Lord Jesus came. But there were two others that died that day. Two criminals, murderers and thieves. Both had lived a life of sin and rebellion. Both had cursed and ridiculed Christ even while they themselves were suffering for the crimes. What hardened men they must have been! But today's message by speaker Peter Ramsey focuses on one of these thieves, but only to eventually turn our eyes to the one who hung on the center cross, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, this thief, even though his time was short, had made a choice, a choice to repent and turn to Christ for salvation. He had nothing to commend himself, and of course, since he was going to die, there was nothing he could ever do to gain any favor with God. He was hopeless and helpless. He would be in hell in a matter of moments. But he was also in the presence of the righteous and sinless Prince of Life, the Lord Jesus Christ, who even then was dying for the sins of the world. How wonderful that the repentant thief came to his senses and trusted Christ as his Savior and Lord at the eleventh hour. Let's listen as Mr. Ramsey tells the story. We're going to read at verse 33. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do, and they parted his raiment, and cast lots. Verse 39, And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed or blasphemed him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we, indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss, or not one thing out of place. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. I want you to think about five things one thief understood. Five things one thief understood. To the cross. To the cross of Calvary. We can't take you there physically, but through the Word of God to point you to a man on the middle cross. He is the answer for your need. Don't look within yourself. 
Look outside of yourself to Christ. That's where this one thief looked. To Christ. And he was saved. And he's in heaven tonight. Exactly where you want to go, that's where he is. Heaven. I don't know whether you understand the things that he understood. Just five things. We want to take you to Calvary tonight, to the foot of the cross, and let you make the choice. There's a choice to be made at the cross. Verse 32, it says, And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. One was here, and one was there. Equal distance from the Lord Jesus. Both had the same opportunity. One was on this side, Christ in the middle, and the other on this side. The same distance from Christ. But one is in heaven tonight, and the other is in hell. Although they were the same distance from Christ. Verse 32, they were led with Him to be put to death. One thief understood, I am facing death. Death. The certainty of death gripped his own heart. Two men with the same past. Maybe you can think of people that you share the same past with. Here's two men. One here, one there. The same past. And now they're in the same predicament. And they're in the same place and time. The same day. The same man in the middle. When you read the Gospel of Luke, it's an interesting Gospel. Luke presents either or. He presents extremes. The house built on the sand. The house built on the rock. Simon the proud Pharisee. The sinful woman anointing his feet. And so Luke goes down a number of stories. Lazarus, the poor man in heaven. The rich man in hell. Two people contrasted. Luke talks about two people grinding at the mill. One was taken. And the other left. A Pharisee praying and a publican sinner crying out, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And tonight we're looking at a repentant thief a thief who did a 180 degree turn. A complete turnaround. What you need is 180 with God. This thief repented. That thief here refused. The cross was in between. The cross is in between tonight. We were singing, we're traveling home to heaven above. That's not everybody. Those who know Christ as their Savior those who have looked away to the cross and have appreciated the Christ of the cross, we're here, we're saved, we're traveling home to heaven above. But there's others in the cross, you're on the other side of the cross. Thief here, the repentant thief there. And now death is staring them in the face. If death was to stare you in the face tonight, if your heart was to stop ticking, no pulse, Vital signs gone. Rush to the hospital and the line in the monitor goes flat. Are you prepared to face God? If death was staring you in your face, like these two thieves facing death, you prepared? You have no idea how close you are to eternity tonight. That slender thread 
of life may be about to snap. And if it snapped, if it snapped, this thief, he was awakened to the urgent need, conscious of his own life coming to an end. There's no way out of this. I can't escape. This is it. But come to that point in your experience. This is it. I've got a choice to make. And you have a choice, and it's the biggest choice you'll ever make in your lifetime because eternity hinges on it. He understood death is staring me in the face. I'm vulnerable. Verse 40, it says, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? All of a sudden, he's fearing God now. I am accountable. When I was committing the crimes, I didn't think anything about accountability. But now, how can you blaspheme God? Dost not thou fear God? All of a sudden, he's becoming conscious of God. Over in Britain, an 81-year-old atheist for over 50 years has been the leading, outstanding, most well-known British atheist. Written books, journals, made videos denying the existence of God. At 81 years of age, he says, now I look at the universe and I believe that this didn't come out of nowhere. Someone started this. Fear God. You can live without God. You can deny that God even exists. But when death stares you in the face, the consciousness of God becomes very real. You ready to meet God? This thief realized, now it's a time to break ranks with the partners in crime. It may be time for you to say goodbye to some friends. I don't know whether you saw it posted on their website. Corn, alternative metal. Post grunge, heavy metal rock band known around the world, Korn, K O R N. Maybe some of you have listened to their music. Their guitarist, Brian Welch, nicknamed Head, he broke ranks with the group. They were his bosom buddies. The other guitarists in that group, Brian said, were soulmates. They're that close. Do you know what's on there? Posted on their website. Let me read it to you. Important, Korn. Announcement. Korn has parted ways with guitarist Brian Head Welch, who has chosen the Lord Jesus as his Savior and will be dedicating his musical pursuits to that end. Brian, our wishes and hopes that you find the happiness that you have been searching for. If he's chosen Jesus Christ as his Savior, he's already found it. It's time for you to choose Christ. That's what the thief understood. Verse 41, he understood something else, the consequences of sin. He said, and we indeed justly, we're receiving the due reward of our deeds. We're getting what we deserve. The consequences for our sins. We are guilty. All of a sudden, he becomes very conscious of his sin and his guilt and the awful burden you know why sin became so obvious to him? Because right next to him was perfect righteousness, the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his presence, he thought, Oh, I am such a wicked sinner. I am ungodly. But I'm in the presence of this unique man hanging next to me. 
Have you ever faced your sin? He understood there's consequences for sin. The Bible says that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Romans 5 verse 12 says, By one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death has passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Did you ever get alone with God in the privacy of your bedroom? Or did you ever pull your car off the side of the road? Well, you say, why would I pull my car off the side of the road? Because sometimes it becomes overwhelmingly urgent. These things will become an emergency with you before you're ever saved. There will be no other priority in your life. It won't be number four on your to-do list. Four, I must get saved. When a person trusts Christ, everything is cleared off the deck. Christ, I must have him. I have no other priority in life. I cannot wait another day. I need him. Do you ever get alone with God and say, I am a sinner. I'm going to hell. This thief did. He said, we're getting what we had coming to us. We indeed, justly, we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. There was no argument from his lips. He wasn't saying yes, but there's a lot worse criminals out there. That didn't come from his lips. All he could think about was his own sin. We're here because we're guilty. You ever get to that where your lips are stopped and you have nothing good to say about yourself? That's called repentance. When you say, God, you are absolutely right. I am dead wrong and I have been dead wrong all along. I am just a sinner. Jesus said more than one occasion, except you repent, you shall perish. Do you have a moment in your life when you had that experience? I am a sinner. I'm going to hell. And that man, as I said, did a 180-degree turn. It started off when he first got up on the cross there. The first little while the nails were in his hands. The both thieves were blaspheming the Lord Jesus. Both of them were. Both of them. You say, how long would it take me to get saved? If I want to get down to business, how many nights would you have to go on? Ask this thief. A little while ago, a few minutes ago, you were blaspheming the Lord Jesus Christ. But all of a sudden, there's been a change of mind. Within a matter of minutes. Maybe hours. And all of a sudden, you're saying, Dost thou not fear God? We're getting exactly what we deserve. Verse 41. This man has done nothing amiss. There's something else he understood. The innocence of Christ. This man in the middle cross is innocent. He observed the sufferer as he endured the ridicule. He was completely different. Probably when those soldiers were nailing the thieves to the cross, they had a wrestle. Would you put your knee there and hold his arm down while I drive the nail? And they were wrestling. There was resistance. But as those thieves watched the man in the middle cross, there was no resistance. He just willingly opened his hands, took the nails. There was no oaths and curses coming from his mouth. You know why? He was going willingly because he loved you. And he just opened his hands and said, I'll take the nails. I'll take the spit. You can pull the hair out of my cheeks. You can drive the thorns into my brow. You can lash my back. But I will take the sinner's place. Any punishment that is due a sinner, I'll take it all. 
And there on the cross of Calvary, the Lord Jesus was willing to suffer. And that one thief said, This man, he's innocent! As others strutted by the cross and said, Ah, thou that destroys the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself, come down from the cross! As they blasphemed, that one repentant thief said, This man is innocent. He did not one thing out of place. And that's exactly what the Bible says. Paul says in Second Corinthians 5, He has made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? He knew no sin. Peter, in First Peter 2, verse 22, said, Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. You know what the Apostle John said? He said he was manifested to take away our sins. He appeared to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. And that thief that day realized, this is a sinless man. He is innocent. I am guilty. He is innocent. You see, friend, even if we loved you, we couldn't die. We couldn't take your place because we have our own sins to account for. We could never have died for you even if we loved you so much. An innocent person had to be found who had no sins of their own. Only an innocent one could take a sinner's place. And the only innocent one that could be found was the Lord Jesus Christ. And that thief, he appreciated the innocence of Christ. He was looking at this man. This man, he said, has done not one thing out of place. I wonder where your eyes are focused tonight. Are you there thinking, well, am I stirred up enough? Am I troubled enough? Am I intense enough? Am I focused enough? I have heard about other people shedding tears. I haven't shed any tears yet. Maybe I'm not ready to get saved. Get your eyes off yourself. The thief wasn't looking at himself. We don't read about tears coming down his face. What we do read about, he's thinking about the man on the middle cross. Christ. You've been thinking about Christ today. Why he was there. Who he was there for. What he was doing there. Did he do anything for you there? That's what the thief is thinking. This man, Acts 13, verse 38, doesn't say, through this church is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. No, it says, through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. He understood that this man in the middle cross is, in fact, the Savior of sinners. Verse 42, he says, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom becomes very personal. He stops talking to the other thief now. And all of a sudden, he's talking directly to the Lord. And he doesn't call him Jesus. He says, this man, even though he is crowned with thorns, he sure didn't look like he had a kingdom, did he? You would never picture a man hanging on a middle cross with spit caked on his face and bruised. You'd never think a man hanging on a cross would have a kingdom. And you'd never think of calling him Lord. But this one thief, by faith, looked at that man in the middle cross and he said, Lord, remember me. It's very personal. Have you ever cried that cry? Remember me. It's my sins that need to be forgiven. It's me. Forget about everyone else. He called him Lord. That thief, when he realized he was dying in his sins and he was facing eternity, the thief didn't look down. 
to the chief priest at the foot of the cross for salvation. That thief in his hour of need didn't look to Mary, the mother of the Lord, at the foot of the cross. Where did the thief look? The thief looked to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, remember me. Where are you looking tonight? You're looking to the Lord Jesus. And then, what was the response? And Jesus said, Verily or truly, I say unto thee, Today, today it's all settled. Not in some future judgment day. Settled. It's a done deal. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. It's all settled. He was never baptized, never had a chance to join a church. He just looked to the Lord Jesus Christ and trusted Him. He's my Savior. I will accept Him. You know what's very solemn about this is that I'm sure it pleased God to save a man right at the time of the death of Christ. In those hours, the final moments of the Lord Jesus Christ before He died. Wasn't that sweet? That God took the time to save one sinner. It pleased God to save a sinner at the time of Christ's death. But you know what the flip side of that coin is? It must have pleased Satan to see a man die and lose his soul from the very side of the Savior. Yeah. And that happens every day. People who had equal opportunities, one looks to Christ and trusts Him. And the other, will there be rejoicing in heaven tonight? There will be if you come and trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Yes, the two thieves were literally physically at the same distance from the Lord Himself. They also had equal opportunity. They each had a chance to repent and believe, but only one of them did. What a great hope for all those who feel the weight of their sin and their need to get right with God. But what a great warning as well, for we need to remember that only one of those men were saved. The other, who did not repent and turn to Christ, died and lost his soul forever. What a Savior we have! Even while enduring the wrath of God upon the cross, Christ's great heart of love went out to a sinner who repented, who called upon Him. The Lord Jesus Christ is waiting to hear your call. But don't delay. The opportunity will not always be yours. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you would like some literature that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday, as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. 
Our Anchor Point messages are also available for listening and download at anchorpointradio.com. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul. <laughs>